If you're a runner who's felt held back from the joys of running due to an injury, surgery, or diagnosis, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Legacy Running, where we'll be sharing return to run info, insight, and inspirational stories to show you how to win back your happy place and build your legacy. Thanks for joining. Now on to the show. than ever and I have Dr. Kaylee Kaufman on with me. Um, Kaylee is a doctor of physical therapy. She works with both both home health-based clients and uh, in the outpatient ortho cash-based world. Um, she specifically likes working with runners and CrossFit athletes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those are kind of like her go-to things. And Kaylee has also had to rehab from a couple different injuries. So you had like a shoulder labral tear. Uh-huh. Um, what'd you do? You tore your, your, I abs- tore my wrist boxing, kickboxing oh, with you. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, so Kaylee is not like immune to knowing what it feels like to have uh-huh. to totally rehab and, and keep up with it. Um, so I'm really excited to have her on today and talk about all things running and rehab and see where those things go. Love it. Thanks for that introduction, yes. BB. Yes. Oh, and B is also a two-time marathoner. Yes. Um, currently training for a trail race. Yep, the Black Canyon 60K, which is in February. So it's like north of Phoenix. Um, so week, I'm currently in week two of my 18-week training. I just ran 12 today. I'm going to start hitting the trails probably in like two weeks. Um, so kind of supplementing and running and then some high-intensity workouts at the two gyms I go to and then strength training on top of that. So Thanks. it's a good commitment to discipline and training for sure. That is crazy. What does your training uh, regimen look like now? Are you pretty like these are the days that I run or are you pretty like fluid with it? I will show you what I'm doing because I like to literally put it all on my wall. Don't mind my handwriting. So I kind of pick the days I want to run versus when I go to move day at Supper City or Anarchy Fit Days. Um, I kind of double on some days because I'm a little crazy. Um, I long run Sundays. So I kind of try to organize it based on what I feel and depending on what the workouts are that are best going to cater towards running um, or more of my strengths to work on um, uh, for like high intensity wise. And then I do one or two days of just specific leg training. So a lot of single leg stability um, Um, lifting in that sense to supplement in on top of running. So try to be pretty organized. I love it. Do you have any rest days in there? Not right now. I think I'm on like 14 days straight. I will rest eventually. I just have not yet. I've just been having fun and doing the workouts that I like. Um, I haven't been burnt out yet. I don't feel, I don't feel worn down. I try to do really good quality sleep, a good wind down, um, stuff like that. Just so I don't have injuries. I really focus, especially like my strength days are kind of less lighter weight. So that kind of counts as a say more of like an active day. Yeah. Um, but more, more body weight, um, stuff like that for stability. Yeah. So that's kind of the rest day. Yeah. And like your prior level of loading was pretty high. So it's not like you're oh, going yeah. to this with like, I'm trail running and now I'm working out and doing two days and <laughs> this is me now. This is who I am. Yes. No, my base has been pretty good. So at least I've been, I 
ran my last marathon in June, the San Diego marathon. I took obviously summers in Phoenix really sucked to run in outside. So I took from like June 8th. I didn't run until two weeks ago. So end of September. Um, so I usually take the summers <laughs> off, but we do a lot at, um, at Anarchy in Scottsdale. We do a lot of running outside, which sucks in the summer, but you got to do it. And then at Summer City, they have the air runners. So at least I'm still in conditioning shape, just not yeah. necessarily endurance shape. Right. And it's just nice to have that break from like that long repetitive low, yep. like give your cartilage some time to breathe and your muscles mm -hmm. and ligaments just some time to like, oh, I yeah. don't become stretchy again and <laughs> do what they There's do. There's definitely do. a season for running and a season for not running. I mean, any yeah. runner should take some time off, you yeah. know, regardless if they're elite level, novice level, you know, it's very important to, to supplement in different types of cross training and, you know, all the yeah. things. Yeah. It's like any good relationship. You got to keep it spicy. You know? You oh gotta... my gosh. You have to keep it spicy. You have to keep having different stimuli, different variables. Everything's yeah. got to be different. Yeah. <laughs> or else the body yeah. just adapts and then, and then we never get anywhere. Right. So that's really important. Yeah. It would just be so boring if we woke up every day and just had the same, same regimen. It would. Nobody would like that. No. For a little bit routine is good, but yeah, no, it would get boring. I gotcha. Um, all right, B. So let's get into it here. My first question for you is why or what got you into physical therapy? Like when were you like, I think this is like what I want to do. Um, so in college, I went to Montana State. Go Cats. Go Cats. Um, I was a cheerleader all through college. So I knew I wanted to do something in sports. I initially thought about like athletic training or being um, an athletic director. And then just with I had a couple surgeries from um, cheerleading that in college that was a hindrance. So being able to go through like a year long rehab for my shoulder really gave me a better insight of PT in that world. Um, so then I kind of knew probably going into my junior year, I wasn't the best student my freshman and sophomore year. So then I really had to buckle yeah. down my junior year um, just to kind of grind it out and, and get to where I wanted to be. So I knew going into my junior year that I wanted to be a PT, started kind of planning the application process, all that fun stuff. And then I early decided to AT Chill University in Mesa, Arizona, which is where I met the lovely Dr. Sarah Cologne, yeah. aka Sarah Louie, um, and then moved to Phoenix. And here we are. I love it. Yeah, I remember that time, like you were just so, uh, like you were like, this is exactly what I want to do. And this mm -hmm. is what I do. And then you went for it and decided. And I don't feel like you're, uh, I don't feel like you've strayed from that, like perseverance since. I, I agree. I think, especially in PT, it's very hard with, with burnout and just the way healthcare is going and more of like the sick care model. Um, it's very easy yeah. for that burnout, but I just truly really feel like God per put me here for like a purpose to like serve my clients and like serve my patients selflessly. And so I just like always go back to that of like, I get to do this every day. I don't have to sit behind a desk every day that I would die. Like I get, I get a variety. I get to work with people. I get to move, I get to move my body. So it kind of like encompasses everything that I love to do anyway. Yeah. Chills. I literally got chills. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, so you work in home health, which for those mm -hmm. of you that don't know, home health is like you have to be qualified homebound to be able to like get someone to come to your house yep. um, to treat you. So that's a variety of different medical things. Um, but then you also work in like the outpatient ortho world and mm -hmm. with like really high level athletes, runners and CrossFit athletes. So can you tell me like what made you just enjoy working with those patients uh, in the outpatient in world? Yeah. So yeah, I got into full-time home health, kind of figuring out my path and like 
where I truly wanted to be. I didn't want to just like jump around job to job. I really wanted to take my time. And home health does definitely give me the flexibility to take the courses I want to take to work different settings. So I found the clinic that I was at and then worked, started working there, kind of ramping up my schedule, usually being there for about seeing maybe 15 to 18 patients a week. So I really got the good hands on. Um, I don't feel like I was like overwhelmed, kind of jumping right into it, especially with some traditional clinics are just very overwhelming, especially in Phoenix. Mills. They're mills. PT mills. Um, So... I definitely, I'm not somebody that does very well just being thrown in and, and being overwhelmed. Like I definitely need to be like eased into things. Like I, I feel like I'm a very sensitive person. I take things very personally and I take a lot of that home with me. Um, so being able to like slowly ramp up my schedule, not having to treat, I treat maybe six to seven patients a day, um, really getting that quality time so that my mental health is much better. And, and then I can give the quality of care to my patients. So it's fun yeah. to see a different variety from right homebound all the way up until you know elite level athletes i love the variety i think i would die if i had to be in the same place for like 60 hours a week treating the same thing i would die so i love variety i love to have my mental breaks to check in check out um all that kind of stuff yeah and then why do you like working with runners specifically I love it just because I am a runner. I mean, I started running with my one of my good friends, Stephanie. She's a dentist. Um, we started running together probably our sophomore year of college. So she went uh, to a different school. So every time she would come home, we would always sign up for a race. Um, never really caring about speed or anything like that, but started with like 5Ks, working up to 10s and a couple half marathons. And then in PT school, I was like, we're going to just do a marathon. And then, you know, that turned out. And then I was like, never again. I'm never doing another one. And then last year I was like, Oh, I just forgot about all of that. So I decided to do another one. And then I started looking into trail running and had a a couple good influences, Joe Cossillon, Cossillon, um, and just a lot of different trail athletes that, that I were inspiring me to get into it. And so I was like, Oh, I'm never going to do this. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to sign up for the 60 K and see how it goes. So at least runners, like even in any level, right. I treat people that are running their first marathon versus even uh, college athletes that are cross country athletes. And that's just who, that's just who they are in their DNA. So I love to be able to treat the wide variety of it and treating people that like love to do the same thing that I love to do. Yeah, for sure. There's just like uh, like shop talk, like you're like, they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm doing like fartlek or whatever. Or yes. like, you know, I'm like, like, I get it. Like I can relate. Yeah. Like this is, I'm not somebody that's on my high horse that, you know, like I, I'm, I'm level with you. Like I'm going through the same stuff. Like I'm, it's personal. Like, like I think people need that as like, is with their healthcare providers of like, I care. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Tell me all about your journey. I'm doing it too. Like we're doing this together. Like we're walking through this together. I love that. I love that personal touch. And like, um, oh, I'm trying to think here, but it's like, we just relate to people that like, we don't want to buy people's like time like as a healthcare like if I'm working with someone and they're my practitioner like I don't actually care about their time like I just care like how do they make me feel like am I getting results with them Mm -hmm. Uh, so you having that buy-in with your patients I think is amazing Mm -hmm. and like makes you um I mean you're already qualified like PTs are qualified to treat these people Mm -hmm. but it just allows you to like have that extra level um which is like I think what our healthcare system is lacking is like the actual level mm-hmm. just like showing that they really care for you and have the time to care for you yep and it's more like being able to say like okay if you want like talk the talk can you walk the walk and like we are practicing what we preach every day and I think that's the newer generation of healthcare providers is starting to do that right with even primary care there's so much um 
uh, I guess, buy-in and, and overlap with CrossFit and primary care. They're doing an amazing job. So it's just more catering to like, this is what we do. This is how we live. Like movement is medicine. Like this is, this is the way of life. And so I think it's awesome that we can all relate to our patients that way. Yeah, that's great. Um, speaking of just like value and buy-in, um, like from a patient value standpoint, where do you feel like you are the most able to serve your patients? Um, and it could be like, it could be either like home health versus cash pay, or it could be uh, like in a certain like niche of where you treat your patients, just mm-hmm. wherever that question takes you. Um, I love that question. I think that I can serve them best when they are motivated and I can like connect with them on the first visit of like, I don't like to sugarcoat anything. I'm like black and white. This is where we're at. This is where we need to go. This is what you need to do. And I will hundred percent guide you there as long as you need me to like, as long as you're putting in the work. So I have some amazing patients in home health. I have amazing patients in, in ortho that are athletes. Um, but some people aren't always bought in and they're not ready to trust that journey. And so that's harder for me to be like, you know what, it's, it is your journey. Like I'm here to help you. Like if you don't, if you don't want to put the work in and do ABC, that's okay. But just know that like, we're not going to get there and do the things you want to do. So trying to, if they are bought in and like see their end goal of like, okay, this is how we get from point A to point B. Like, let's do this. I'm all in. If you're all in, like, like let's jump together. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's very, it's very patient to patient. And I, I can say that about all the settings that I'm in. And it's so rewarding to see that because everybody has their different motivations and, and what they want to do. And some people don't, and that's okay. You know, that's their journey. So, yeah, that's truly their journey. No judgment. It's just, yep. just what they're at. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really like that answer. Is there anything specific to um, like when you do work with your cash pay patients and then you're outside of the insurance model, have you had any instances that you were really like, you felt like, wow, I would not have been able to do this under the insurance umbrella and like could go above and beyond because you weren't dictated by. Oh yeah. Needed? Totally. So I have a patient, he's a college level runner. He's been dealing with some groin pain for like four years since he was in high school. But as we know, college athletics never stops. You can take time off, but if it's something is so chronic, like it's just going to keep coming back as soon as you keep loading it to train, right. To perform. Yeah. So I was treating him while I was here. Um, we were improving, kind of working on his pro- programming, looking at the programming from his coaches, tweaking that to fit his needs and like, and the strength portion of it, especially kind of only doing the rehabilitation stuff. And then when he got to college, he had a flare because he thought he was ready to do everything that the, everybody else was willing to do. And then he, he set himself back. So it was yeah. awesome to be able to like do a telehealth session with him and his sports psychologist, just because wow. mentally he wasn't in a great state and his coaches. So I've been able to do like three or four like FaceTime Zooms with all of them to be like, okay, this is our plan. Like we're checking in weekly, like we have a group tech. So just those things of like personalizing the touch to get him where he needs to be because mentally like running is his oxygen, right? He's a college runner. He has to take the season off. Like, yeah. so being able to like have the time to do that and like to really cater to his needs of like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. It just means everything. And he's like progressing slowly and like trusting the journey that we're putting all the tools in place for him to, to improve. That's amazing. I mm-hmm. love, I think sometimes, or I know actually like when working in insurance based healthcare, whatever PT, it's like, what therapeutic exercises can we do today? And it's like, I always ask myself and like one of my mentors always asks like, 
what is going to make this session the most valuable for you today. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's not doing whatever exercise, like sometimes it's literally just like educating or like mm -hmm. pulling all the providers together for this person to just like yep. close the loop and give them what they need. And that would have been a in an insurance based setting that would have been an unpaid time, mm -hmm. which, which, you know, we're not out here to like make the big bucks. Like we're not out here. Like that's mm -hmm. like not the part behind no. this, but it's like at the end of treating 50 patients in a week, like, do I have time to get on the phone with your, mm -hmm. your coach and you and close the loop between this? Yep. No, like absolutely not. Um, and you were also able to like provide him with so much value of like, mm -hmm. I think we talked about this and you said you changed some of his like strength training programming, mm -hmm. um, which you would have never been able to do that if you were no. just saying, these are your three exercises for the week. Like you were really able to do a deep dive with him, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Oh yeah. And on the, our tele sessions, like we don't even like work out. Like we just talk about like, okay, this is where we were at. How did you do like load, load wise, tissue wise, where are we at? he has been doing all the exercises from the summer. So I literally just like create a program in Excel spreadsheet for him of like, this is what you need okay. to do every single day. And that's our session is just education of, okay, this is what you're going to do. This is your red light, green light, yellow light of when you can progress when you can't, this is how many minutes you're going to run this week. This is like how your, your pace, all that. So it's really sometimes a whole orthopedic session for an hour with a patient. I spend 45 minutes just talking about their week of like, okay, what triggered you? Where are we at? How are we modifying? And then, and I, and that's it, you know, that's that, and that means the world, right? It's, it matters of what they do the rest of the 23 hours a day versus just the one hour there with me. It's like, okay, this is, this is consistency over time, right? This is a lifestyle of changing oh, habits sure. and mechanics. For sure. And honestly, so in my model, I'm a solutions-based provider. So it's like, you want to return to running or this, but this person, let's say he's mm -hmm. my client. And like, you want to return to your college season pain-free. Um, in a traditional model, it might be, I'm going to see you for a thousand visits. Not thousand. I'm going to see you for, <laughs> let's be realistic, like 50 visits, mm -hmm. you know, um, over the span of whatever time this yeah. is. But it's like, if I'm a solutions-based provider and maybe I'm only going to see you for like six visits, that's it. Because I'm going to tell you your programming. Um, our check-ins are going to be like check-ins of just reassessment of what's, you know, how you're doing structurally um, and progressing your program. But like the rest of the time, it's like you just going and doing your thing mm -hmm. and you're saving, you're saving time, you're saving money, yep. um, you're saving my time. And like, mm -hmm. we can check in really quickly. Like it's not it's easy waiting for the next, you know, time that you're available, but you're booked out for the next six weeks. So I don't know when to see you. It's like, let me just text you and then I'll text you back. Yeah. Or like hop on like a quick 10 minute call and like not to bash any, any it, clinics that take insurance. Every PT goes into PT to try to help people and to try to progress and to change healthcare. It just sucks that this is the constraints that have been put on us. And so yeah. Every PT wants to give the best care that they can. And like people do get better, right? Movement is medicine. Anybody, anytime anybody's getting active, um, that's great. It's just being, we are able to be a little more specific in, in how we treat manually, right? And then and therapeutic exercise or neuromuscular re-ed, right? Really changing mechanics and having the luxury to like focus on them for 60 minutes or so, you know, give or take. Yeah. And get the yeah, change. Right. I mean, patients will get better, like, in patients can get better in either model it's just like sometimes their their needs are more than mm -hmm. one 
an insurance-based yep. model to get them. Um, and then that is the client that is like, I need more than this. And then they, mm -hmm. they find the right practitioner. Yep. Um, or they either turn away from PT because they're like, it didn't work. I had a bad experience. And, or they try multiple and they're like, you know what? My way is not working. I, I kind of got to put my money where my mouth is and, and, and go for the best care, right? That's, that's yeah. the biggest thing is if it's yeah. willing to change their lives, how much is it worth, right? How much is your quality of life worth? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's just like finding the right person. And honestly, I feel <laughs> like you and I are the same. Like if I'm not the right person for you, I'm going to find the right person. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like, you don't need to come to me, but like, you can come to Kaylee or you can come to <laughs> Joe down the street. Like, yeah, I, I don't treat headaches. Don't give me TMJ. I don't please. No. <laughs> Like, like you don't want me. To you do me. not want me to do that. I can do the best yeah. I can, and you'll probably feel a little better. But you really, overall, you don't want me to do that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. I, that's a great point. Like, if I'm if I'm going to get surgery, like I literally want the surgeon that only does what I need. Mm -hmm. People research that, right? There's so much literature out there and information with social media and stuff that people know. Okay, who who is the best at you know total knees or shoulder placement or rotator cuff labrum stuff like that? Like it's it's the proof's in the pudding, right? It's it's all out there for people to pick the best. Yes, the proof is totally in the pudding. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, moving on. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see with some of your running clients, running or endurance clients? Mm -hmm. Um. I think a big mistake is, and it might not, people just don't know about it, but I think that getting a, a running assessment first before people decide to go into running is a great idea, especially for novice runners, right? People that are like couch to 5k or, or active or like, oh, I'm going to sign up for a marathon or a half marathon or any 10k, whatever, right? But if they have faulty mechanics, which again, most 99.9% .9 of us have, we have improvements in our running mechanics, right? But, and yeah. we're not specific strength training because that's like our profession, right? It's not the, you know, Joe down the street or our patients. No, they don't know that, right? So I think getting an, a running analysis first, even to just find, okay, this is where we're at. This is things you can do to improve this. This is how to run efficiently. So people just are educated and know like, oh, I, I, this is how to run, right? This is, this is where your body should be, or you have too much arm swing or your, your body, your chest is behind your leg, right? You should be leaning forward when you're running stuff like that. And then it's like, okay, we don't need to see you every week. These are things you need to be working on in your strength program. Like maybe let's check in like once a month, right. And just see, okay, how's it going? Let's progress it. It's all needs to be running specific, right? I don't need to be doing max pull-ups if I'm training for a marathon, but like sport specific things. Yeah. Um, that's the biggest thing that I see. And then, and then people running seven, running 10 days a week, basically, and doing no strength training. And yeah. I will call out Joe Kosiorn because he is the, he just ran the Havilene 100 miler yesterday. Um, he, I was on his podcast a couple months ago and he was like, I don't do any strength training. All I oh, do is run. And I was like, Joe, no. So I emailed him. I was like, these are things you need to do. I just gave him like six or seven things. I was like, please just do something like this so that you, you are somewhat improving your stability, right? Because running is a million single leg stances over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Literally so just hop, you're just hopping back yeah. and forth, but forward and forward. Mm -hmm. Gosh, that really just makes all of my, like that makes my body cringe. It mm -hmm. just makes me feel sore already. <laughs> um, and like, there's a season, you know, if you're an elite mm -hmm. runner and like, there's a season for you. Yeah. If it's working for you, great. But I'm sure they're doing some sort of something. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think of my one of my good friends as a collegiate runner, and I mean, he was in the gym like it, at least two days a week, from what I can remember. <laughs> um, probably more, but yeah, and they were doing uh, running and other other oh, stuff. Joe just joined. Joe, I just talked about you and how you weren't doing any strength training. <laughs> hey, Joe. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Um, I'm actually going to work on today. I'm going to put out a free strength training guide for runners. Yes. I it's love like that. Just this basic, basic B. It's just this basic mm -hmm. book. Um, literally nothing crazy. I'm going to have like three options for each exercise based on like the equipment that you have. It'll have like a little six week, um, tracking period. <laughs> Get me exposed. <laughs> um, like six to eight week tracking period, just because I, I love feel that. like it's such a common thing where it's mm -hmm. like, it's like people are like getting into their first marathon or maybe they've been running for a while or they're just starting. And it's like, how are they supposed to know that they're supposed to be I know. trained? Or, or they'll, they'll just strength train like a basic squat or like a deadlift. And it's like, okay, those are all great, but we need to get more into single leg stability, working on lateral movements, rotation. So it's like those things that I'm so excited you're doing this program because that can really bring so much to the table. And like, it's going to make a big difference for runners, especially injury prevention. It might not make people faster or more efficient with their running, but at least more injury prevention less soreness, like less issues after a long race or a long run, which is the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah, injury prevention. But honestly, I mean, I think if they're training, if you're training appropriately with your strength training, or if you're a runner, you would be dosing it for endurance. Mm -hmm. If you're dosing it appropriately, which I'll like teach you how to do that in the ebook, I think you could make some pretty significant changes in your running endurance. Um, mm -hmm. And just feel like maybe you won't feel I mean, you totally could feel faster. Um, but yeah, just feel like stronger overall. Feel easy. It should feel easier. Like your muscles will fatigue less. You'll feel like you can go for longer. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so so. Um, I also love what you said. I never really thought about this, but like people that are just getting into running, mm -hmm. uh, coming in for a running assessment. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing. I, yeah, I have never really thought about that. And I really like that because I think first of all it's like okay let's just get eyes on you and see if anything's going to come up and then mm -hmm. next, it's going to be like wait so how much should I run or like what else yeah like what should my plan be like they have no idea and like or it'll be like you know at the end and they'll be like oh yeah that one time like 10 years ago I did have a knee injury or it's like okay well I can see that now so I think it's super important just to let let people know that like educate the public like this is an option and I, I did a workshop at Orange Theory and also doing a running analysis like for people like that where they're they're running, but it's like, okay, let's let's just make you more efficient. Like let's make you a more efficient runner needing you so you don't have to exert as much energy. So any anything I think that would be amazing. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I never really thought about that early on and a lot of people just get into running because it's like it's accessible. Um, mm -hmm. you don't need or anything so it's it's easy yeah. but that's or good. they just want to get healthy they're just like okay I'm just gonna do it and just go you know off the couch let me go run a mile and see how I do right yeah. but then I have to go with like a tendinopathies and Achilles issues because they go run a half a mile and they're like I can't walk for three days I'm like okay yeah let's look yeah. At it. <laughs> got it. we got to figure that one out together yes um, you kind of said this with the orange theory thing, but are there any ways that you're like serving your clients outside of their sessions? Like, are you doing any, I don't know, workshops or, um, 
whatevers. Um, yeah, so I wanted, we did the Orange Theory, which was awesome, just to more educate um, on that sense. I think it'd be, I, I'm wanting to get more into like the running companies down here, especially to do like either like a run club or just like a quick meet and greet before or after, um, just like quick education. People always have questions. Um, just at least let them know like we're here, like I'm here, like I, I'm, this is what I do. Like I can help you because some people just don't know. And some people view physical therapy as still like old school rehabilitation, like grandma goes to after a total knee, but it's like, no, we do so much more than rehab, right? We're movement experts for a reason. Um, we can do everything from, you know, strength and conditioning on a somewhat of a good level, right? Uh, Performance-based, prehab, preventative. Um, so really, we, we just want to be, you know, primary care providers for the orthopedic system, right? The musculoskeletal system. Yeah, so well said. So well said. Mm -hmm. um, that's so good. I'm so distracted because Joe's comment says, I need this. I am so sore right now. <laughs> yeah, he um, ran the 100 miler yesterday. I think he finished in like 16 hours. I was like tracking it on my phone. Uh, my feet. Yeah, he, he ran the big one yesterday. He finished like, what, last night at like 11, maybe? <sighs> 16 hours of running. It's fine. <laughs> that is seriously wild. We're, okay. we're proud of you, Joe. And mm -hmm. well. Yeah, Joe, let's get together. I need some, I need some insight for my race so we can chit chat yeah. about it too. I need some guidance. <laughs> yes. Um, so my last question for you is where can we get more from you? Like where, where are you at? Where are you at? Like, you know, physically and then like online, how can people connect with you? And yeah. Um, I live in Chandler, Arizona, so I do travel. I do take some mobile patients here and there. Um, I'm seeing a couple girlfriends on the side mobile, either coming to their house. I have some options to see a couple patients in clinic, um, renting from a girlfriend, but my Instagram on here is great. Um, let me know. I'm pretty active at networking and always, always meeting new people on social media. Um, so I'm always open to, you know, a quick phone call. The one bad thing about physical therapists is that we probably have very poor boundaries. And so I'm, we're always ready to respond and, and ready to help at the drop of a hat regardless. Um, so I'm really, I joke, but I'm really always available like for anything. I see Message, um, guidance. And I want to share your program. I think that's super cool that you're doing the strength program. Yeah, yeah, I am excited. And I, I'm really excited to just bring value to people without like asking for anything. In return. Mm -hmm. like, this exactly. Is we're here to serve like we're here to serve <laughs> the kingdom of God and to serve our patients. And, you know, that's what we want to do. Yes, this is totally what we want to do. Um, so anything else you want to want to share while you have the people? Um, I, all, all of our one viewer right now. <laughs> yeah, I just I love running. I think we as creatures were born to run. Um, so when people say they hate running, I think that either giving another chance or finding a better program that works for them because we are literally as creatures evolutionally, we were born to run and it's, it's so good for your heart. It's just so good for, you know, zone two training for meditation state, right for prayer for just relaxation. Um, there's so many benefits with running that everybody can get into. So I, I advise if, if people are fearful of it or have been told, I can't run, your, your knees can never run, yeah. right? That's that's not true, right? We can, even people, I have a 55-year-old total knee patient that is back to playing pickleball and basketball and like, fine. So like people can, people are able to run. Everybody should be able to run. Yes, people are for sure able to run. Mm -hmm. You got it. Um, well, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. I'm excited to be your first guest. 
excited. Follow Sarah. She's great. We're just here to serve the runners. Yes, you're really here to serve the runners. Um, I feel like I learned. I always learn from you, and I learned more from you today. So I'm really excited that you hopped on. And, um, and we're always learning. As PTs, we're always learning every day to be better for our patients. It's, it's a lifelong journey. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Legacy Running. If you haven't already, please share this out so more people can start to build their legacy. If you would like to work with me, Dr. Sarah, check out strategywithsarah.com and get access to schedule a time to chat about returning to run pain, injury, or fear-free. There's more info on how to connect in the show notes as well. I look forward to talking with you soon. And remember, how you show up matters.